Hey everybody, it's Libby again with Fearlessness. What is fearlessness? It's the underlying grit that empowers us to forge ahead, even when hope seems distant. It's the courage to walk through those fires of hell, knowing that we're gonna come out stronger and better on the other side. Stay tuned and learn how to get fearlessness. I'm your host, Libby DeLucian, and we have a very special guest because this is actually, she said her first time doing something like this. So Summer, introduce yourself, tell our listeners a little bit about you, what you do, who you are, all that good stuff. Sure. Hello everyone. I'm Summer Abram. I am CEO of Maids in More in Austin and in Houston, and I also run a software company called The Cleaning Software. A little bit about me is I'm from the country. I am I actually live on the same road my own entire family does. Family is super important to me. So is my team and coworkers. They're basically extended family. And uh, yeah, so that's a little bit about me. So I love that um, you said you live on the same road almost that your whole family lives on. Yes, ma'am. We go up and down. I mean, I came back home about 15 years ago um, after, you know, trying to find my place in the world. Well, it was always right here. So I've got aunts and uncles and um, cousins, and they're all right here within walking distance of me. So I really, I really never thought that that would be so important to me, but it is a huge part of my everyday. I think we, we are, when we're younger, like we don't think that we should listen to our, <laughs> our Wisdom family or our parents. <laughs> And um, as we get older, I think that um, becomes more and more true um, as we probably, I think as you approach to your, like your late thirties and into your forties, you really, it's like that missing thing or it's calling out to you to kind of, cause I just bought property back in Oklahoma cause I'm born and raised in Oklahoma uh, on the Texas, Oklahoma line. So okay. a lot yeah. of people don't realize uh, where Hugo, Oklahoma is, but it's about 12 miles from Paris, Texas. Okay. Uh, so that's where I grew up. I grew up in Choctaw County. So I'm half Native American and half Mexican. If we wanted anything, like even a haircut, like I had to drive to Dallas for anything, prom dress, Walmart. And <laughs> now they have a Walmart. But back when I was a kid, like we had to drive to Dallas for literally anything. Yeah, that's kind of us here. Although, you know, you can make Temple or, you know, Waco work. But, but yeah, we're pretty uh, 45 or an hour out from any major city and not really major, I would say, semi-major. So I feel your pain. So, but now I live in Florida and I just bought property to, to kind of go back and visit. And um, I think you get that calling to you as you get older and a little bit more comfortable too in your life. Yes, um, absolutely. I, I, and when I had kids and the kids start, started getting older, um, you know, I wanted to have, I wanted that, them to have some some because I was I had I was a single mom until I came back here, so that was tough. But I, I wanted them to have other people in their life, you know. So uh, once we made the move, it was like the best thing ever. But you're right. Um, as a teenager, you could not tell me a thing. I was doing what I wanted to do. So you know, that's a great topic to kind of segue into. Um, you know, when we're kids, when we're younger, um, you know, in your CEO journey, you know, of running. Um, the company, cause you guys have two locations and a software. Yes. What would you say is probably the, the one thing or not even cause there's so many, like, what would you tell that younger version of yourself when it comes to finding that place? Um, what, what should you have listened to? Like, what would you tell the younger version of summer when it comes to like trying to figure out what it is 
to do or even to, to invest more time in? So that's a great question. And you know, Libby, I'm a firm believer in the journey is part of the is part of it. So even though there was hard things I put myself through, dumb decisions I made, wasted 15 years just, you know, not getting anywhere. And I could be maybe like Miss Sarah on a beach in Hawaii right now as the income <laughs> rolls in. But that's not the thing I made. But I think that the good Lord wanted me to go through those tri trials and tribulations and and make it back out. And when I say back out, I mean, you know, come back full circle to realize what was important, what wasn't. So as much as there were some very painful things or dumb decisions I made, I don't think I would change a thing because I wouldn't be where I am today. I wouldn't have went through the things I went through. I wouldn't be the person I am. And then, then I wouldn't be the CEO I am for my companies. And, you know, I, I wouldn't understand the, uh, the work ethic um, that it takes. I completely agree with that. Um, I think part of the journey is what teaches us to be stronger. Mm -hmm. to really lead those. So, you know, during that journey or during any of the journeys, especially in business, um, you know, what business journey were you faced with that was really that moment of fearful, like fearness? Um, and how did you overcome it? Like, what would you say is one of the most fearful journeys that you went through or experiences as an entrepreneur or CEO? And how did you kind of work yourself through that? Like, what was that? Oh, yes. Two pop out in my mind. Very, very big. Um, I'll just go over it real quick because, you know, uh, we don't really want to go into that. But it's, you know, when COVID come, we did have to shut down for a week. And I just felt like all the years of the work was gone. But, you know, as soon as we were all laid off, you know, we all shut down. And the main before came back and just worked behind the scenes, getting things rolling. And we were up back rolling within a week. So that was very traumatic. And I know a lot of business owners out there, that was such a PTSD up and down, policy changing, shifting, stressful. I mean, it just hasn't been the same since then. But I will say that this uh, building a software and then going live with it, as you know, with Woot Recruit, it's a whole nother, it's a whole nother ball game. It's a... It, and then you're, you're on all of this, you've done it, you know, you've worked with your developers and you've gotten this product right. And, you, and you're like, it goes to launch that day it launched. And I was just so afraid, but you know, I was like, whatever comes our way, we can figure it out. We can do a workaround. We still have the old system and just fought those fears the whole way. I'm going to fail, you know, kind of even, even my past fears, you're not good enough to do this, you know, all of those things. And then once it rolled out and I'm sitting in the office and everybody's like just quiet and smooth and going, I'm like, <laughs> I just start crying, you know, it's just like this release of energy and um, stress and just, yeah, I would say that that would be my most recent, like fearful. And I kind of fight that. I think we all don't, we have those fears that are just built in us, you know, taught it, taught as kids or we learned as kids and they sneak back up on us. And we, you know, we just have to say, get behind us. You know, we're going forward. Um, well, that's kind of this podcast is it's fearlessness, but we all have that fear inside of us. Like you said, it came to us when we were kids or, you know, um, unfortunately some of us go through some really bad or hard times in our young adult lives. Like I came from, and I don't talk about it a lot, but in a abusive, mentally abusive relationship of 14 years. Mm. Um, 
and those you know really jack up your mind because you still or it's still in the back of your mind like oh like you had just said oh my gosh you know do i know what i'm doing am i good enough and trying to like get through those uh for us definitely covid but the last one for me was you know when i when my cleaning company we got leveled by hurricane ian i mean just mm -hmm. leveled and we are still trying to fight our way out of that um, and it's just not the same. We're just not back to the size, recurring customers. And you're like, oh my God, is it ever going to end? <laughs> yeah, that's someone, a challenge. Oh my goodness. I could not and imagine. Someone just brought up hurricane season. Last night I went to dinner with a friend and I was like, I told my husband, I said, oh my God, I can't, can't even think about it. Like hurricane season again. I'm, I'm like, please don't make me think about it. Um, and definitely the software. Um, I'll be honest. I, have no clue what I mean. I have a clue now what I'm doing because I've spent a lot of money in learning SaaS companies. But when I first started, I had no clue. And then when I bought out my partner just last year, the imposter syndrome really kicked in to like, Libby, mm -hmm. you don't know what you're doing. You Who can't you? do this by yourself. You, to do this, you can't or... do this by yourself. Yeah. Like, you're just some Mexican. <laughs> like, <laughs> You're just some Indian girl. Like you have no idea what you're doing. And these thoughts to this day, mm -hmm. you know, you get better and you, you put exercises in place and you read books and you, you know, take alone time and you exercise and meditate and all that jazz. But you, you know, those, those thoughts never stop creeping into your brain mm -mm. ever. No. And the only way you can get, you can fight them. And the less they'll talk to you is the more you push through and face that fear and just keep going. Cause then you look back and you're like, you'll kind of laugh about it. You're like, why was I worried about that? Look at this. Look what I've done and or look at what we've done. Um, I'm, I'm kind of having those feelings, Libby, about the Austin event. You know, it, it keeps riding, popping back up. You know, there's a lot of people there, a lot of good business people. I mean, great business people, um, very smart minded, college educated. I'm a high school dropout, you know, and I'm supposed to get up and tell them how to, you know, or, you know, give advice on how to sell. I'm like, who am I to get up there? <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. Yeah, so uh, me and Summer, along with a few other people, are going to be at a um, Houston event, and it's uh, actually just next week. So it's for the residential cleaning industry, and so gracious, I sit on the ISSA Residential Council, and then um, it's a great, it's a great organization if you own either commercial cleaning because they have ISSA like international for commercial, and then we have ISSA residential as well if you own a um, residential cleaning company. But as far as, um, you know, our entrepreneur journey, what do you say are some of the key traits? Cause you kind of got into it. Like what are some of the key traits that, that just help you get through that fear, um, to come out on the other side besides well, just keep doing it? Like what are some other traits that you feel are important? Well, um, uh, you have to have faith, um, faith, you know, I believe in, you know, God, whatever faith that you believe in, um, you're going to need that, um, support system key. Um, you know, you need your cheerleading team just as much as anybody else. Um, and you know, I would say be kind to yourself because I'm typically the hardest on myself and, uh, and it makes it worse, you know, right? Because it's just adding on top of that fear. And then it adds anger and regret and all kinds of those. You know, feelings give animation to matter. Meaning that if you're anxious, 
then your heart's beating fast and you can't think straight. If you're angry, your face is all messed up and you know, you want to hit something. But if you're fear and your you know, fear causes that same anxiety. Um, but you know, if you're happy and loving, then you're gonna be smiling, you're gonna be, you know, talking positive. So that feeling, whatever feeling you have, is getting an animation to matter. So if you feel that way, then you're going to be that way. Um, so a lot of those redirecting techniques, um, refocusing. I was like, isn't that like sales? If I smile and I'm saying it, I sound happier. Like one of those. Fake animation. <laughs> fake it till you make it, right? Yeah. Well, I would say that would be one of the toolboxes. Um, and uh, let's see. I think that that. Um, and, um, you know, you're just okay that if you need to talk to someone, you know, um, if you're, if you're really, you know, a lot, got a lot going on, like we've had lately. And I know you have too, you got the same kind of thing going on and, you know, it's all, we all have our own circus, right? Your own monkey, your own circus, but basically essentially the stress is the same. And, um, if we didn't care about it, then we wouldn't be successful. So part of that fear is the driving force for us to be successful. Um, and I like face your fears. I'm afraid of birds, but you know, I have 18 chickens. So I kind of do that kind of thing. Um, uh, I'm afraid of heights. I went and, um, you know, bungee cord or not bungee corded, but did some crazy stuff opposite blonde and some suspension bridges. So, um, and I didn't die. So now I'm not afraid of it anymore. So I guess you kind of, anyways, I'm yeah. rambling. Go ahead. No, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I always tell my kids that it takes the same amount of energy to be happy or to be mad or to be sad. It's a choice in the moment. Like it's a choice in that moment of am, am I happy right now or am I mad or am I sad? It takes the same amount of effort. It's just which, which way are we directing that effort? Yes. And also too, we have this thing, uh, internal locus of control and external locus of control. So when we do an external locus of control, that means, well, he did this or they did this to me, right? But when we start owning that, you say, well, I could have done that better or I shouldn't have waited to last minute to accept that video call invite, right? <laughs> so when we start taking control of those things, then we're now in control of our, of us and we don't feel helpless, like blaming others. And I think it's, and, and, but it's okay. Cause we'll go through that. You know, we'll get mad at people and we'll want to blame them, but you got to come around full circle, accept your responsibility, forgive and move on because you don't want to drag that, that bag of regret and hate behind you. Life's too hard without it. Let it lose. Oh, a hundred percent. One book that I'm circling back to, it's a book I read a long time ago, but I don't think I was mentally ready for the book. And I'm rereading it again. And I mean, I've read like chapter four, probably six times, chapters, different chapters. Please like, share. I love a good book. I'm in the middle of three oh, right now. Well, it's Think and Grow Rich. Oh, that sounds good. It's, um, it's an old book. It was written in the 50s. You know, um, I think that's some of the better books. Like, um, I love me some. Go ahead. Go ahead. No. But in the book, you know, it's all about how, how successful people are built. Like, what do they do? And it's all mind. It's like the sixth sense, they call it. And it's all this mind and how you build things around you, support systems. But you reread this book. And when I read it when I was younger, probably in my 30s, and I'm rereading it now. And they say in the book over and over and over, if it doesn't resonate with you, if you don't understand it, it's okay. It's because you're not ready for it yet. Right. Come back to it. It keeps saying, come back mm. to it. 
Right. If I'd have just presented this opportunity back when I was younger, I would have screwed it up. Yeah. And, and, and I didn't get it. And, and now I'm reading it again. I've been reading it off and on because it's a very heavy book. So, um, but it's all around your mindset and, and having a group of peers, creating that mastermind with two or three people, understanding yourself. It's all these things that you hear really successful people talk about, but that's what he did. He studied the most successful people in the world and created a frame, framework. So for my organized people out there, a framework of how to get this. How do you be this way? Yes. I've been using a lot of journaling lately. Like, um, well, more so planning. Like I want to list the top three things I want to accomplish today. List to check, put, you know, VIP things for the deal and a quote, you know, whatever that affirmation of the day. Yes. I'm big on that. Well, I used to be, and I need to get back to it. You know, you write three things, goals, affirmations, and you put them everywhere. I used to have sticky notes for the kids everywhere. Everywhere they turn, they would have their affirmation. Um, I need to get back to that. (laughs) Well, I got one, like I got mine right here. Right. Um, Oh gosh. I got to get on. It's kind of the, it's up taped above my computer. Um, But as far as daily journaling, I used to, and I was really good at it. And, um, because I was using a book, but with my travel and you don't always have a book with you, I got into it and I started using, um, an app that's really helped me get back into it. Cause I always have my phone mm-hmm. yes. and it's called day one. It's a journal. Um, it's really cool. It helps track your streaks and you can add uh, goal tracking. Cause I try to review my goals three times a day yes, plus journaling. That. So I can kind of have them in one spot. Yeah, that's been good. It's pretty funny because I'm not super consistent. I'm okay. But it tells you the days that I'm consistent on the same days. So for some reason, every week I miss like Wednesday. um, But I always do Monday, Tuesday, Sunday. Like that's so weird. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And then everything blows up and then like you look up and it's Friday. And then you're like like, Sunday. I got to get my crap together. (laughs) So I'm like, that's so weird. No, but that's okay, right? Because this is yeah. your journal, you know, and that mm-hmm. works. Three days better than none, right? Yeah, I'm like, that's so weird. I'm I'm oddly inconsistent, but consistent on the same day. That's okay. But the book is great, but it's like everything we talked to you about, giving yourself grace, having faith. They talk about faith in the book. Not so much religious faith, but faith in yourself or faith in something. You have to have faith in something, mm-hmm. whether it's yourself or God or a God, um, you have to have faith in something. Yes. Um, but it's, it's a really good revisit to that book. And, um, it's really helped me lately kind of reestablish and realign because it's a struggle. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Having multiple companies and different Ooh. teams. Um, Amen, girl. I'm not sure with your software and your service industry, do you have a s- different set of, I would assume different set of employees for the software versus service. Well, you're looking at the employee for the software. Now, as we know, we, we just uh, took up a coaching program because, you know, we know cleaning, we know cleaning top to bottom, right? We've been doing it 15 years at seven, we're at 7 million right now. So the, the system was built off of that journey. So it's like 15 years of experience built into automation, right? So I really focused, made that make sense, made it simple, but going from that to launching a SaaS company. So I was like, Holly, we got to, we got to grab us. We got to get us a good coach. And she agreed. And we got into the SaaS Academy. 
And I, and it was so strange. You had just been at the convention two days before when I had set the appointment, had no clue, caught him on a video. And I'm telling you, Libby, the fears have like flown out the window. Now we feel like we have direction, right? Holy, how would you like it? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I've been in SAS Academy two years now. It's great. Yeah. Um, I've seen all your, everything you're doing. And I'm like, how are we going to do this and this and that? And so right now it's just me and Holly. Um, and then we're doing the eight week launch program and, um, we're trying to get to, uh, you know, that, that medium where we can get our first team member hired so that we can, we want to do this right and professional, um, and not just flop around for a year trying to figure out our way. We, we're going for it. So. Awesome. Um, we, uh, we started that same way. Like it was just me and Paul, my original co-founder, he helped me, uh, build it out. And then we hired my husband as the first employee and, uh, we now have 17 remote no. employees. Just for the software. Oh, it's, it's a major, it's a machine. It is now bigger than, I always say this, it's bigger than me and my husband now. Like it's bigger than us. We have things like policies that run it and COOs that are not us. (laughs) Like it's, it has out, it is bigger than us. Uh, When things come up and happen now, there are people that we have a full leadership team. It's been great. So just just so we can look down the road in two years, how does that look for you in two years with Woot Recruit? Are you doing, you kind of focus more on like being the face of the company and getting, uh, doing things like this podcast and yeah, 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 absolutely. So um, we have a full uh, CMO. She's head of marketing. We have, um, you would call it like head of ops, but we call her customer success where she manages the account managers and quality and, you know, customer issues. We have a head of finance and HR, and then we have a head of product and development. Um, so in two years, um, I don't do hardly anything in the day-to-day anymore. I'm just sitting in mainly meetings because we have a fractional COO and he and I are kind of splitting that because we need to hire a full-time at this point. We've kind of outgrown. His name's Jim. Love Jim. We've outgrown Jim a little bit. Um, he was phenomenal. He come in, he came from Microsoft. So we hired very, very high level. So we decided to go fractional because we couldn't afford someone of that caliber and level um, if they weren't a fractional. Right. Yes. So he has really helped us. And then SAS Academy on top of that and having all of those resources um, have helped. So in two years, uh, we, we went from zero to um, a million in two years. That is, I'm just so glad to hear that. When I seen that, I was like, oh my gosh, now we have somebody that's actually in it. It's been through it. And, um, that just made my heart warm when we see yeah, that. It's already helped so much, like bridging the gap between the actual, you know, my husband's a home builder and then I have this, and we're in the service industry. Like something you could touch, like a product at the end. Like a whole new world in the, in the oh, world. Holly's just really reckon, started recognizing it <laughs> like that. It's a real thing, but you know, because you, it's not really something <laughs> tangible you hold. No. And I'm like, come on, Holly, come on. She's like, I can't, I can't, I can't, you know, but now she's, she's put it out there. So I'm very proud of her. And, uh, yes, I'm more of a uh, operational and uh, person and definitely numbers. Summer is the inventive, creative genius that can see things that I can't. I'm like, I'm sorry. Yeah, she's the money. I like to spend it, Libby. We're very yeah. proud of you and what you've done. It. We know I have a lot of 
friends in the cleaning industry that use you and they're just um, very happy. And I heard you and I don't know where, if it was on a podcast or something I was listening to, you said, um, what is the name of the hiring place uh, that everybody, indeed, you said, oh, indeed, I'm going to put indeed out of business. And I said, I'm going to take them down. She's taking them down. So you know what I said the other day, similar in a similar situation. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I thought she had the confidence to say that. And that's a big statement. And oh, yeah. Because I still use them. We still use them in the recruiting. We can we integrate yeah, with, them, yeah. with Indeed. Yeah. So um, I can't let them. Okay, there you go. I froze for a second. Bye. Sorry about my professional joke. That was not because I had no idea this was happening. That's okay, Holly. Okay. Oh, yes. Okay. Um, sorry. We yeah. Went. Sorry. We froze for a second. Uh, yeah. So I do. My goal is to change the way the service-based industry hires, right? That Indeed platform was made for more C-suite, more higher level, and it has turned in over the years into service-based industries, high turnover industries, recruiting off that platform, but it's not made for us. It's not. And so... I, I, my goal is to take them down. That's why I need to grow Woot Recruit because I need the money. <laughs> I need the money to um, create the, the new platform um, that we're building to really uh, be a competitor against them, but I can't get them mad at me yet. That's why I don't say it too often out loud. Like in inside my podcast, I'm fine because uh, right now oh, we currently yeah, integrate yeah. with Indeed. <laughs> That we, that's why we currently integrate with the platform because we're sourcing. There's nothing wrong with that because I'm sure that there's plenty of uh, other entrepreneurs out there that have the same top, you know, that are, I mean, there's different places you can hire from, right? You know, go get a oh, job. Oh, yeah. And they're, they're probably, you know, that's the name of the game. You're a business. You're naming, aiming for that number. You want to be the best in the industry and best for your specific. So um, built specifically the industry. It's a different, um, it's a different thing. That it's not the same as real estate, you know, no. all of the, all the different things. Um, and it's with getting down into the residential cleaning part. That's what my, my goal is, is to, um, be the best residential cleaning company, uh, software and be scalable that we don't have to go through and keep moving to softwares, you know? So. Yes. Um, as far as like going from the service-based industries to SaaS, I don't know about you, but when I first moved over, I had to like study acronyms because I couldn't figure out what the heck they were talking about all the time. Like SDRs and BDRs and all the acronyms for the positions, AMs. I'm like, what? I have no idea what none of this means. Yes. <laughs> now I feel like I can hold my own. I can sit in the room and I know what they're talking about. So. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, when I watched, that's the reason I picked SAS Academy because I watched I, I typed in literally, it was a burnout day. I was like, I can't do it. There's too much going on. I'm trying to launch. I've got this event. I'm trying to run maids and more. We're doing yearly planning. I mean, it was overwhelming to the mental day. I'm in my bed and I type into YouTube. I'm starting a SaaS company I know nothing about and I'm over, I'm stressed. And Dan Martell popped up and I've watched a lot of these coaches and video, you know, and they talk and I don't know what they're saying. Dan, <laughs> instant connection. He makes everything very clear. And I was just, I was like, oh my gosh, three videos in, I booked that appointment, told Holly, we got to be there. And we were like this with the credit card, take it, take it, take it, we need guidance, <laughs> you know? Um, so yeah, I'm sure I'm going to be, and then you're in the room full of all those coders and 
people that know all this jazz, you know what I mean? Like, like they just think this stuff up. They've never been in the industry. Right. And they think of a program and then they program it. I just, I don't know if I could do that because mine's based off of knowledge of the, you know, current. So is yours, your, yours is based off the knowledge of hiring for your cleaning company to organize it. So I don't know. It's just so, so, smart. you know, though, I feel like we have an advantage though, because we're selling yes. a proven process. We're not selling theory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or your niche customer. Well, I'm like, I'm already niche down to as low as you can pretty much get it. <laughs> <laughs> now you, you're able to, which you have to, right? Cause you can't go too narrow on that, but your service industry, but you know, once I'm getting down to this, my software operational would work for a few service industries, but I'm focused mm-hmm. on cleaning companies right now. Absolutely. Um, so I have one last question before we wrap up. Sure. And, you know, my question is, what is the, what do you think is the most proud moment, right? Reflecting on your journey, could you share an experience of your most, that you're most proud of while running your business? A lot of proud moments. A lot of proud, proud I know. a lot of people. So, okay, narrow that down for me. Proud moments as in, in my company or in my coworkers mm-hmm. or proud moments as me in business or in personal or like, let's, let's do a funnel here. Let's filter yeah. it out a little bit for me. <laughs> Cause I'm, I'm I would say proud. it could be in your, in business, uh, you as CEO or even a proud moment with maybe your employees. What comes to top of mind? I would say that my proudest moment was that I was able, uh, we had hit a point, we were about 4 million. And our software wouldn't keep up. It was glitching. Looked in the industry, nothing would work for us. So like panic mode, two years head in the sand, patching up things to make it work. And when that software went live and all of my employees were not working until seven and eight at night to keep up with our volume. And they all relax in that. It was that moment. And it was at the end of that week. Um, I just was so thankful because everybody was pup shaper paper shuffling clicking it was i mean it was you know butts and elbows from (laughs) 7 30 until you getting out of there and um, my proudest moment was to give them that relief now i walk in i'm like hey guys what can i help with because usually you come in they're like here do this now they're like oh no we got it we're gonna have lunch let's have lunch and it's just so uplifting and, and, and I'm just, that would be my proudest moment. That's awesome. So before we wrap up, what's next for summer? What's okay. any big things in the works? What's next? Is, is the software actually live for other people or did it just launch for you guys? Great. What's next? Great so it's been live. My, you know, had to start somewhere. So, um, it has kind of a rough interface. I mean, it works, it's automated and, and, it's, and it's grown us from four Point seven to seven million in two and a half years, and not having with having actually, excuse me, with having actually less management. And so I have been working on two point from the week after we went live. I'm like, I, I look at it and I'm like, I had to step away this week because I look at it and there's everybody else is like, ooh ah ooh ah, and I'm like, oh, I wanted to do that and I wanted to do this. And I was just you know cutting it. You're like, I had to step away, right? Yeah. So the launch we're pushing two point which is a big a big update user interface that's going live Tuesday, Wednesday after our event. So next week, 
We'll push it in Austin first to make sure everything is good and stable. Then we'll push it to Houston. Um, when I get back, I'm going to Greece um, March 22nd through the 31st. My daughter, uh, she goes to West Point, and that's their spring break. And they have family. Her boyfriend or fiance has a family that live. They uh, have a house there. So I've never left really. I don't even think. I think I've went to uh, Germany's the only time. That's our anyways. So I'll have a ten reprieve. 10, 10 day reprieve and I promise myself I'm working as hard as I can 10 days I'm cutting it off when I come back I'll push the launch in Austin then end of the month we go to Washington to push it to our first customer and in the meantime I'll be using SAS Academy and a program to set up our logins and so I'm planning to be live live to the public I can go live sooner if you're you know if people are out there wanting I can push a you know them a login and to test and stuff but March 1st is when it'll be live. And then I've already started working on 3.0, which adds cells in. So oh, that's nice. the main thing I'm missing. And it's that's big. It's pretty big and it's pretty powerful. And uh, I'm going to customize it completely to what you'll see in Austin when I talk about my cells. So oh, awesome. Great. That's my layout. Yeah. So okay. Well, I want to thank you for being a guest on Fearlessness. We'll make sure to put Summer's contact information and anything about the software. Um, if you guys are interested, you could check it out in the show notes. Um, and I want to thank our listeners. And if you want to find more episodes like this one, you can visit LibbyD.com or TheFearlessness.com. And that's a wrap for today's journey into the heart of fearlessness. Remember, every step we move toward, towards our own strengths and courage. Keep walking through those fires of hell because on the other side lies a vet better version that's unstoppable. I'm Libby, remembering to embrace your fearlessness. Until next time, stay brave, stay bold, and keep pushing forward.